Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys had a blessed weekend, as always. Hope you enjoyed yourselves. We're coming in and finishing this month up and getting ready for July 4th and continuing to remember why we have to stand up for freedom and why we have to continue to encourage others to do the same. I'm sure a lot of people saw the video over the weekend of the bumbling buffoon falling over on his bicycle, which was quite humorous to a lot of people. But what was even funnier from an ironic standpoint was that how many mainstream media outlets came to his defense to make sure they reminded everybody that he's totally in control and he's not senile, nor is he a feeble old bumbling buffoon that needs to be in a mental home uh, with Alzheimer's. But essentially, you know, the, the truth of the story is when you fall down, you get back up. And that's that's what everybody needs to remember it was actually one of the, one article's titles that they posted on it. And it's ironic to me is that this has probably been the most pathetic, embarrassing, senile president we've ever had in U.S. history on the facts that he can't even carry on any type of conversation or speech without a teleprompter. Uh, the man shakes hands with the air and then walks around in circles on stage because he can't figure out where he's at. His wife pretty much has to shuttle him around and grab him by the arm or else he'll just start rambling on incoherently to press reporters. But again, remember, He's totally making America, you know, what it's supposed to be. <laughs> and again, that's a total joke. And I think what we're starting to see is now, if we can make sure we maintain a level of true, true election integrity and not have absorbent fraud again, which I think a lot of individuals are now addressing this very seriously, especially for the midterms, I think a lot of people are going to be ready to have some changes and get a lot of these absolutely moronic clowns out of their positions and get some young individuals in there. I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day, and I said, isn't it ironic? I said, just an ironic standpoint. I'm not picking on anybody from an age standpoint, so listen to me here for a second. Isn't it interesting, though, when individuals start to get, you know, in their 70s and 80s and so forth, you know, they pretty much start, you know, winding down as far as mass activity, and they kind of start going more in retirement mode and chilling out and relaxing and golfing and hanging out with their friends. But yet we have these individuals like Pelosi and bumbling buffoon Biden and Feinstein and these clowns that most of which are in their late 70s, some of them in their early 80s, are the ones that are still trying to dictate what we the people are supposed to do and we're supposed to listen to what these clowns say. And it shows you what happens when there are no term limits. And this has been one complaint that I've had that I've tried to make known and try to do something about it, but it's very difficult because when you have individuals in that position – that essentially love having this power that they're able to wield around and tell everybody what they have to do. They don't want to give up their power, especially when they're corrupt communists, as we've personally seen now in a lot of these individuals. And so what we're starting to see is now there has to be a massive wave in the midterms in order to elicit any, any aspect of possible change in Congress or Senate. And that also is on the local areas, too. With the school boards, you know, learn and do some research on who's running for school board. Learn who's basically trying to get into these positions and what their actual background is and what they've been involved in for years, including the academics. Because as we have personally seen down here in Polk County for years, we never really paid attention to much of the school board. We never really did. I'll be honest with you. We just didn't really care because we didn't really have too many issues. 
And once we started seeing what was happening with the mask and these communists that had literally infiltrated the Polk County School Board and how they got off and really excited to be able to control and dominate these young children with wearing face diapers on a regular basis, even though there was zero credible research to back up any of their demands. In fact, there was actually quite a bit of research that went against what they wanted everybody to do, including the fact that a lot of these masks massively increased the risk of bacterial pneumonia in these young children. It massively decreased IQ points total when it came to oxygen deprivation, and it also massively reduced speech and being able to learn and communicate with one another. And now they're talking, I've talked about this repeatedly, that these young children age you know, two, three, four, five, six years old, a lot of which are having to go to speech therapy now because you know, for two years – they didn't know how to interact with these young children at three, four years old. They're being introduced to the you know, aspect of society and learning how to socialize, and they can't even see each other's face. Yet you see the teachers running around with no mask on, yet they're making the children follow in single-file line wearing masks. It was absolute sadistic behavior, and so it is, again, your duty right now to do your own research and figure out – what you need to do and who needs to be voted out in the fall because this is probably going to be one of the last chances we get as long as we can maintain a true election integrity. That's my thought on that. Also, to another news, I thought I would bring this up, just the level of hypocrisy knows no bounds with the West over here, considering the fact that Saudi Arabia is our ally and we do business with them. And it's ironic to me when you look online, I saw a photo the other day, of all the auto manufacturers who have now decided to make their background on a lot of their uh, basically emblems and stuff for the month of June with the rainbow flag in order to promote their tranny perverted ideology. Yet, if you look at Saudi Arabia and all the companies over there, the exact same companies that operate over there, not one single one has put up a rainbow flag behind it, including Mercedes-Benz, any of them, none of them. And now I find out, I read an article earlier here now, that they're having a massive crackdown in Saudi Arabia, primarily the country's capital, Riyadh, where toys and clothing featuring rainbow colors are now being removed from store shelves. They go on to say here, we're having to look out for slogans that violate the rules of Islam and public morals like promoting homosexuality and transgender behavior, colors, targeting this younger generation, said the Minister of Commerce official. The Saudi state-run TV reported the item seized includes children's hair accessories, pencil cases, backpacks, books, crayon packets, and a host of other homosexually poisonous messages that they stated. Now – I'm going to go on the record, and you guys already know this. I do not support, I do not condone, nor do I agree with pretty much any and all of Islam. However, I do have to say, and I have to give these guys kudos for protecting their younger generation and actually having some stunt and stating it's not okay to target and groom young children with this type of perverted ideology at such a young age, and they actually go in and do something about it. Now, of course, they go way past the line of normalcy when a lot of stuff, when it comes to basically contradicting homosexuality, including like the death sentence and you know chemical castration for individuals that are involved basically in raping children, which I cannot say at all that I'm against that. However, again, I do not support Islam, but when I see stuff like this, it makes me laugh from an ironic standpoint in the sense that we have literally people here in this country now that are becoming unglued and sometimes terminating and suspending people from jobs for simply calling another individual by the wrong pronoun, sometimes even a criminal offense being able to be jailed now or charged with a hate crime in this country 
But yet in Saudi Arabia, they're going in by force and taking off these homosexual grooming items and clothing for children to make sure they're not exposed to this sadistic, perverted ideology. It's so ironic to me how you have two completely different sets of cultures, yet they're still allies, and allegedly nobody ever talks about this over in the Western culture about what they do over there because, well, it doesn't go along with the narrative that they want to promote here in the United States because, remember, they're okay with a lot of stuff that goes on with Islam. That's why they promote it, and that's why they've integrated a lot of these individuals up in Dearborn, Michigan, and Minnesota and other places like that in order to basically have them come in and start infiltrating the United States. But see, again, the only way to soften up and basically turn the United States and its younger generation into a bunch of pansies is to confuse the heck out of the kids from a sexual ideology standpoint so that they can no longer make a rational decision about anything, much less what bathroom they need to go choose. I talked to dad earlier and he was talking about how you know the last time he went to the airport and he had the issue with tsa and the massive groping and i told him i said in november for the big sema auto show i've got a bunch of companies i'm working with that are going out there and i'll be going out to las vegas at the beginning of november for the sema auto show and i'm actually considering because i'll be flying commercial out there for the first time in uh almost four years and i'm very strongly considering figuring out how to handle it from a standpoint that I don't get arrested because I don't personally want to get detained and get arrested by the TSA and deal with federal charges. But I'm actually going to try to figure out my verbiage and standpoint of when I go through the TSA groping because I always elect to go not get go through the x-ray scanner because I'm not going to put my body through that and expose it to the x-ray machine. And I always opt for the groping that they do. I'm considering stating that I am basically classify myself as now a trans fluid female and that I want a female to basically pat me down now and that I do not identify as a male any longer and seeing what type of feathers I can ruffle with the TSA considering they're a federal agency and seeing how they're going to handle it now considering the fact that now just about anybody and their mom gets to basically pick whatever they want to do including let's be a walrus today or let's be a sponge the level of lunacy knows no bounds anymore so I'm going to see and consider how I can do to actually maybe wake a few people up and see if I can actually get it on recording which it's hard to do with TSA, unless I have a camera that's basically not visible. So I'll keep you guys apprised on that over the next couple months and uh, see what happens. And if you don't hear from me in a couple days afterwards, I'm maybe getting bonded out. But again, (laughs) it takes a point in time where sometimes you actually have to call stuff out for what it is and see what's going to happen when you're dealing with such a clown circus that we're experiencing right now, Dad. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just laughing. You know, it's funny because, I mean, I was you know, it, it was awful what I went through with TSA, you know, this last month. And, uh, you know, as far as the groping, you know, I, I told you guys about it when it happened. It was, it was horrible. And, and, and the funny part about it is if I, you know, be, 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 you're, be your luck, Austin, if you tell them that you're a fluid transgender and you're seeing yourself as a female that day and you want a female person to grope you down, I'll explain something to you. And this is going to sound weird. And I'm going to explain to you what we're talking about here. I don't want a guy touching my genitalia. Okay, I don't want another female other than my wife touching my genitalia. Right? That kind of sounds weird, doesn't it? But I, that's it. Okay, but here's the thing: if it has to be somebody touching my genitalia other than a, my wife, which I really don't want to have happen, but if I'm forced to do that because of submission to TSA, like a good peasant, then I really don't want to have some gay guy messing with me. Does that make sense to anybody? That's just to me. That's I find that so morally repugnant. It's nauseating. 
and having another woman basically touch me basically would be morally repugnant to me too as a Christian. But you got to look at which is worse. To me, it'd be the queer guy touching me. I, I, that's just sick to me. Ah. And, and you now, you now, you now, okay, now this show has gone off at the deep end now, okay? We're going to probably have to delete this one. But the, but the point is, is that, you know, that's, that's the thing. I mean, from a Christian standpoint, which is the worst? Okay? I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't want either one of them, but wow. They put you in a situation where you basically, you're yucked if you do and you're yucked if you don't. And everybody's yucked all the time because you got these other people touching you, which at any other point, if anybody else did that to you anywhere, it would be sexual assault, period. Unless you were being arrested. That's a fact. You know, and you're being searched. It would be sexual assault. Yep. But they could just randomly pat you down and sexually assault you, I guess, if they wanted to. And you're not supposed to say anything about it. I mean, it's just weird. So you get the, you get the full-blown, you know, gay experience or you get the full-blown, you know, with another woman patting you down. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a horrible position. Or you can allow yourself just to go through the x-ray machine and get irradiated and have potential cancers caused. So those are your three horrible choices you get with TSA. And you think, how did this happen? Well, it's because not enough people opted out for the groping. Enough people just kept running through the x-ray machine, and, and they just now conditioned everybody. This is just normal now. You go subject yourself to a medical x-ray every time you go through you know, security. Now, think about it for a second. You know, what if you fly all the time? I mean, what if you're flying every week four or five times? Every week you're being x-rayed four or five times. You're being x-rayed hundreds of times a year. Do you realize how dangerous that is from a cancer standpoint? So it creates this big problem for everybody. And, and so, and that's the thing, I guess, isn't it? I mean, I would personally, I know it's going to sound weird since we're talking about this. I, you know, I mean, I've been, I've, I've worked out at gyms my whole life, you know, as a college and gym. And, you know, we've had all these public showers in the gyms with guys only. Now we've got guys and girls, I guess. But all of this stuff is basically, you know, something that I've done in the past, you know, as a, as an athlete. I don't think much about it. I really don't. I mean, I'd rather go back in the back rather than be handled. I'd rather just walk in the back. Take my clothes off, spin around, do a pirouette or whatever, get my clothes back on and leave. And be done with all this crazy crap and not have them touch me. I don't like being assaulted. I don't like that. It really just, just, to be honest with you, these are bad words. It just pisses me off. And then that that's the problem that, we, that we've run into, isn't it? They forced us to do what they tell us to do to the point of assaulting us. And we're supposed to sit there and shut up and be a peasant and not say anything. It's not okay, guys. And, and the problem is now that, you know, I don't know how many more people can get red-pilled. I mean, we, you know, most people just walk through the x-ray machine, and, not, and they don't think about it at all. Guys, it's, it's, a, it's really a problem when the United States has turned into just this vast sea of sheeple that don't want to do anything. And now they're, being, now they're forcing the transgender ideology on us. And I, I urge all of you to run for your local county commissions, city commissions, school boards, etc. In fact, I may actually do that. I may run for school board, not this year, but probably in two years, because I've had enough of these guys on the school board. I mean, I had enough of the way they treated us. And I have enough of that stupid 180 seconds, that's all you can say something. I had enough of that, too. We went to that meeting, but I didn't even tell you this, that we went to this meeting, and they had all of these awards and all these accolades and all the stuff they were giving out at this meeting. And we had to sit there and listen to all of this stuff. And, they, no, and nobody who was getting the award, nobody was limited to 180 seconds, nobody. But, but we were, the parents that were there, you know, express, you know, expressing our opinions to the elected officials that we put in office. I never voted for any of those people, as far as I know. They're there. Usually, it's always the liberals always win the school board here in Polk County. I don't know why. It's awful. But I think this last time, I think everybody got to, I mean, it tightened everybody up quite a bit. I think a lot of people are going to be campaigning against them and speaking out against them, as far as from a campaign standpoint for other candidates. And I hope they do. 
And if I, and if I wasn't so busy with the show and doing the things that we do with Health Masters, I would have probably already engaged and gone into some type of political thing. But I hate to say this. I don't want to be tied down or if I've got to leave or go to do a news story or whatever somewhere else that I've got a meeting with the school board. I can't leave. I don't want to do all that either. So it's one of those frustrating things. So if you've got extra time on your hands, do it. Run for these run for these posts and just realize that, you know, just maybe, you know, you can make a difference. That's how I look at it. And this thing with TSA is just getting worse and worse and worse. Now the United States government says they're going to start fining the airlines because they're having so many canceled flights. Now think about it for a second. They're thinking about doing this. But what are they talking about? Well, they forced the pilots to basically get ejected. They shut the economy down. Because of you know the, the shutdowns, which made the airlines just basically almost collapse, had to get bailout funds. So the airlines took a lot of a whole bunch of these pilots take early retirement. The FFA and the government has not allowed these pilots to return back to work. Which, by the way, if you if you retire with you know as a pilot, you can't go back even if you're under the age of 65. And they have not increased the age of the pilots to 70 instead of 65. You could put a 70 year old in a cop. I know a lot of guys in their 70s are incredibly good pilots. And you could put one of, the, one of those in the pilot and just make a caveat, and you have to have somebody under the age of 65 in there with them. You can do that too. There's all kinds of things they could do to bring pilots back so they can start having these flights go again. But there were, another, there were thousands and thousands of flights again over the Father's Day weekend. And it's sad. I mean, it really is because all these people are sitting there. Some of their flights are scheduled two or three, three, two or three days later. And what happens if they get late? Well, heck, you could drive, in three days, you can pretty much drive across the country if you really wanted to. You know, you it's ridiculous, but you could do it. But the sad part about that, the, you know, the, the airports and the, or the airlines aren't even giving these people, you know, hotel stays, not not paying for their meals, not doing anything. Oh, by the way, we have a flight for you in three or four days, and you're like, well, wait a minute, you cancel the flight. Oh, yeah, too bad. You know, go, you know, go spend some more money or drive home. And it's just, it's just horrible. I had that happen to me years ago. We were flying over uh, to Europe. It was me, Sheridan Harris. So the day before the flight, they canceled the flight. And we were flying. We had gotten some upgrades on some coupons, and we got. We were flying on points, and we were flying business class to Europe because you know I've had back surgery. I can't sit in a perpendicular position all day, all night. And so you know they call. They they contact us like the, the, the evening before morning of and say, oh by the way your flight's canceled. And I had all the hotels booked, car rentals booked, all the stuff already booked. And I'm like, what? And so I thought they'll get, they'd get me like on the next flight. Oh, it was like three days later. Oh, we have we have another flight for you in three days. And, and, the, and the flight three days later was coach. Yes, it was that bad. And that was the last time I was going to go to Germany. And I just said, I'm done. And then, of course, COVID hit and everything else hit. And I haven't flown much except for that trip to St. Louis a few weeks ago. You know, I had that doctor's appointment out there in St. Louis. And I, and I just thought, you know, this is ludicrous. This is absolutely ludicrous that I'm dealing with all of this stuff, you know, as a, you know, as a 66-year-old guy. And I also want to say one other thing, too, about these old people that are being kept in politics, like Trump. Okay, you know, and Biden and Henry Kissinger, like 99 years old, you know, he's like an old Satanist that won't die. I probably adrenochrome recipient. I'm pretty much guarantee you that. And and the thing about it is, is that you know, why do they keep them alive? And I've mentioned this to you before. It's because of name recognition. It's because of notoriety investment. You know, it takes a lot of media to make a Henry Kissinger. He's been around since you know World War II, before World War II, working with the government. But he's born like in 1923. Okay, I mean, so it's taken a lot of time for people to know and have name recognition for Clinton, for you know Bush, for Kissinger. You know, all these different people basically have this huge name recognition, and they're able to be used as part of the narrative 
to push the New World Order, which, by the way, now we're finding out that Klaus Schwab knew Henry Kissinger, was a, took one of his classes at, at Harvard, and, and he worked with John Kenneth Galbraith and some other people to, to birth the idea of the World Economic Forum. I mean, this thing goes back all the way to the 60s. And the sad part about it is, is that this group of Kabbalist Luciferian weirdos that are running the planet, they don't care. They, they want to have their new world order, and they don't want to have the population density that we currently have on the planet. And, you know, well, there's another thing I, I read about Kissinger a long time ago. He, they said he really changed after he found out about Roswell. I mean, it, it completely spooked the heck out of him. And I, I did a show on this years ago, and it, it really spooked him when he found out about Roswell and he found out about these – ETs or these fallen angels or these extraterrestrials or these other dimensional entities. And, you know, guys, listen to me. It's this other group of entities that are really orchestrating world events through people like Henry Kissinger. And, you know, and you have to think through that. And remember, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against these principalities and these high places and these other dimensions. That's what's running the world, running the planet. It's this synagogue of Satan group. You know, the, the worship of Baal and Asherah and Moloch and pick a name, Baphomet and all these Hollywood stars like Madonna and Katy Perry, which have sold their souls to Lucifer to whoever, whatever heck the de- deity is they call their god. And this is the group that all works together to push this narrative, and this, this is the group. And then you've got Donald Trump saying, you know, when he was in office that he wanted to be the most pro-gay president in the history of the White House, which he was, more so even than Barack Obama. But the MAGA people don't want to believe any of that. They don't want to talk about that. But you, you, you can Google it if you'd like or look it up with DuckDuckGoGo. See, Trump says he wants to be the most pro-gay president because Roy Cohn, who was his best friend for years, they used to go out to the bars together, was a homosexual in New York. And he really mentored Donald Trump. And there's some photographs of him and Donald Trump running around at, at parties that are pretty crazy if you really look at them. And, and the sad part about it is, is so Donald Trump wants to be a big queer promoter. And then one more thing I also said, too, about, about the homosexuality in, in, with Islam. Remember, the number one homosexual destination in the world is Israel. But we have like a you know, relationship with Israel. And you know, when you go into Congress, according to Cynthia McKinney, you literally have to sign an affidavit that you're going to support Israel. Oh, yeah, you have to do that. Or they, or not, they're not going to support you. And if you don't sign that affidavit, you don't have a very long time in Congress. And so the problem with all that is, is we have this, how should you say, almost a covenant with Israel because of the Zionists, because of what they believe, and because of the Schofield Reference Bible. And they've basically allowed everybody in the country to believe that Israel can do whatever Israel wants to do, and it doesn't make any difference, including starting World War III. And it's all right because it's called biblical prophecy. Okay, But then the Muslims are saying, we can't have gays here. We're going to take all this homosexual propaganda down. The, the Jews in Israel, number one homosexual destination in the world, they openly promote pedophilia, openly promote homosexuality, openly promote transgenderism. But there are allies. How do you as a Christian – I'm asking you this right now for those of you who still support Israel, which I don't, by the way. You know, I don't. I pray for them. I pray they all get saved and turn to Jesus. I do pray for them for that. But how can you support a country when they're the biggest reason we have all of this homosexual propaganda all over the place, including the transgender issues in the United States? I'm asking you that. Well, you say, well, the Bible says you got well, – wait, 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 wait. The old Israel that the Bible talked about from thousands of years ago was basically disbanded by God. The old Israel is the same old Israel that the Pharisees crucified the Son of Glory and crucified Jesus. And in 72 AD, God basically gave them a final slap upside the head and burned their temple and had Jerusalem sacked. And basically the Romans took over everything. 
And then they, all these people were sold off into slavery and had been doing so for hundreds of years before that with the Babylonian fall. All of this stuff, you got to remember this stuff. And you got to realize that the God, that God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. I was talking to my father-in-law, Mike, yesterday, and I was talking to him. I said, you know, we have to understand that God is omnipresent. The same God that basically destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, the same God that split the Red Sea, the same God who gave us Jesus Christ, our Savior, the same God who allowed the Jerusalem temple to be burned, the same God that basically opened up the earthquake with Moses when they were having human sacrifices after they'd gotten out of Egypt, the same God who basically has told us not to kill, not to steal, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's omnipresent. So he doesn't change. He's not like some flaky person who says, oh, I love this now, tomorrow I hate this, and the next day, oh, I love it again, the next day I hate it again. Those are double-minded people that are unstable in all they do. God's not like that. He's always the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the alpha. He is the omega. He is the beginning. He is the end. He isn't wearing a wristwatch. He is here in all times at the same time. we got to get that. It's really important as humans and as Christians that we understand that. So it is very important that we work, we walk circumspectly with the Most High God with great respect because, you know, this weekend they had this Netflix series and another blasphemous Jesus thing they were doing, which they like to do weird things like that with Hollywood. And their van suddenly flipped over in the desert and multiple actors and cast hands and everything else in this van that were basically doing this blasphemous Jesus thing were hurt and killed. So you ask yourself a question, was that the judgment of God? I don't know. Maybe it was a lousy driver. Maybe they were drunk. Maybe they're having a party in the van. Maybe they lost control. Who knows? I don't know. Or was it the hand of God? How much blasphemy will God take? How much support of a most pro-gay president in the world's ever seen will God tolerate from a Christian church? How much abortion will God tolerate? 60 million, 70 million, 100 million? How many, how many children can you feed to the altars of Baal and Moloch and Asherah through abortion before God finally tells you to get nook on this in the country you're in? We've had enough of it. If God judged Old Testament Israel for what they did and destroyed them, why do you think he won't do that to us? He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever, and he's omnipresent for killing all of these children. I'm just I'm asking the questions now. You guys, you know, walk through it with your own mind and give yourself your own answers. You know, look at it from a scriptural standpoint. You know, it, you know, God's grace in the New Testament, the new covenant we have with God through Jesus Christ, is that he wants all of us to be saved and to be reconciled back to him. But he's still the same God from the Old Testament. He's still the same God who said, look, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, and I will repay. He's still the same God. And we got to remember that. He's a God of love, yes. He's a great God, yes. He's a wonderful God, yes. He loved you so much he gave his own son for you, yes. But he doesn't like sin. He's made that very, very clear i.e. Sodom and Gomorrah. It doesn't work. And now, this is interesting. This transgender who claims to be a MAGA, a Make America Great Trump supporter, transgender, has come out and made a statement, of course, in her full drag. And she says that she believes that people who bring their children to drag queen story hours hurt their children, and they hurt the LGBT community. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We, now we've got a drag queen gay guy who's telling us not to take children to the story hour. This Trump-supporting Amazon employee YouTube channel consists largely of made-up tutorials, live chats, and monologues. In a video she posted several years ago, she recently gained traction among conservatives. She tells parents, to actually get them, your children involved in a drag queen is extremely irresponsible. And I understand you want to look like you're with it, that you're cool, that you're woke, and that you're not a Nazi. 
that you're not a homophobe, whatever, whatever it may be, but you can raise your child to be just an everyday singular child, regular child, without including them in gay sexual things. This is this is this gay transgender saying this. And she goes, and honestly, if you're not doing the you're not doing the gay community any favors. In fact, you're hurting us. We have already had the reputation of being pedophiles and of being perverts and deviants. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that little break there for you guys. But we don't need you to bring your children around, so keep your kids at home or take them to Disneyland or take them to Chuck E. Cheese. But if you need a child to be entertained by a big human in a costume or to make up or in makeup, take them through the circus. Let them see a clown. Let them see a clown. Now, here we have a transgender basically coming in and saying this. Wow. Now, we've got to realize the transgender agenda is a global psychological operation to destabilize society. It promotes infertility. It creates societal decay. And it's easier to, for conquest by technocratic communist fascism. You know, the son of a mafia family who attended Beverly Hills High School and grew up with Hollywood elite and now claims it will help law enforcement and catch pedophiles, claims that the pedophilia and basically advocacy organization, the North American Men and Boy Association, went into hiding in the mid-90s and has since rebranded and inserted itself into the transgender movement. If true, it may help to explain what has happened to the LGBT movement and the, in the, in the, in the, in the agenda of adding the transgenders to it. Example. Remember last year, a couple of years ago, the San Francisco Men Gays Club basically were saying how we're coming for your children. Remember that? And this is what we have going on right now. We have an open front, an open attack on the values and the morals. Now, it started with the Frankfurt School back in the 30s when they came into Columbia University and then Harvard and all the rest of them, all the Ivy League schools and permeated throughout the entire university system. And it was very, very subtle. Because back in the 30s, you know, almost 100 years ago now, we didn't put up with a lot of this junk at all. But they had to come in and find cracks in the armor of all of the Christian families, in which then the Christian families were then infiltrated by Masonic Lodge teachings, and the churches were also. And then they brought in the name and claim it Blabbit Weirdos. They all came into in the 30s and the 40s, and it was all done systematically. Then it was culminating with the Johnson Amendment in the 50s to basically censor the church and make the church be quiet and not say anything about societal issues including when they brought in the Playboy magazine. You know, let's think about it for a second with the MK Ultra stuff. Many people have said for many, many years that Marilyn Monroe was a product of MK Ultra, mind control, op- operation, you know, sex slave or whatever they called it. And, and that basically she was basically programmed and trained to be basically a sexual alter to have multiple personalities in order to go into Hollywood and create this, you know, this, this how should I say, phenomenon of this, quote, quote, sex kitten, I guess they called her. But think about it, too. She did all of these nude photographies, right, all this nude bottling before she became famous. And with Hugh Hefner, who's also a big part of the MK Ultra program, came in. He's another pervert. He came in. What does he do? He has the ability to go and buy up the Marilyn Monroe photos that were nude and post them in his first issue of Playboy as the centerfold after she had already established herself as this worldwide star. Think through that for me for a second. You think that was by accident? The same group was controlling all of it. I mean, remember what they did with those, with those, 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 those church committee hearings back in the 70s in which they exposed the CIA and MKUltra, mind control, Operation Mockingbird, you know, with all the people in the media basically being – not all of them, but many people in the media on, on CIA payroll. It's all part of the same program, guys. It was infiltration of our country by this group of communists – Kabbalists, Luciferians, 
that wanted to take over the United States and bring the whole world under a new world order, under a one world government through the World Economic Forum. Now we're seeing all the way back to 1970 with Galbraith and, you know, and, and, you know, and, and, you know, and Kissinger, you know, and Charles Klaus Schwab, all these weirdos, the weirdo wannabes and how they want to be used and controlled by these entities that run the planet to destroy God's creation. That's what it all boils back down to. Remember, God loves you. I love you guys too. I prayed for you this morning. Think through what they're telling you. Think, why am I supporting President Trump if he wants to be the most pro-gay president in the history of the White House? Why am I supporting that? Okay? Why? Why would I, why would I possibly do that? Why, why, why would I, if that by itself would stop me from ever voting for him again? Well, you don't understand, Ted. You know, we're going to have four more years of Biden or we're going to have four more years of Trump. You know, it's kind of like the worst example of ever, whatever. Who, who, no, they're all bad. It's like I told you in the beginning. It's like the TSA choice. It's all bad. They haven't given us any good choices. That's why I hope because Ron DeSantis just had a big release of all his financial statements and he makes you know, over $100,000 a year. He has no property. And I hope it's all legit, it's all real, and I hope DeSantis is real. I really do. Because if le- at least if we have a choice with somebody who's real, who's made it and has made Florida great again, quite frankly, if he, if he, if he can get into the White House and do something, maybe we'll have an opportunity. Or maybe it's just another giant psychop. Maybe they have stuff about DeSantis that they don't want to talk about openly until they show it to him and say, okay, now you're going to do what you, we tell you to do. I don't know. I don't know about any of it because it's all so weird. When you get to that level, we talked about this last week, the barrier to entry for the presidential race is in the billions of dollars now. So it's one of those things, unless you've got really deep pockets and get in all these state ballots and have a huge organization built and have a really good name recognition, you're not going to get picked up. And they've given DeSantis really good name recognition because of what he's done in Florida now. I mean, everybody, now people, many more people are now wanting DeSantis over Trump. That's, I hope, a good thing. And yes, I will say this. If Biden runs against DeSantis, I will vote for DeSantis. I will do that just because I don't know anything bad about DeSantis. But we'll continue to watch what he does if he gets into the White House. And at least we won't have to watch this guy fall off of bicycles. I mean, trip downstairs, you know, going up. I mean, the guys, you know, that's one of the signs of weakness. And it shows the world we have a weak, weak president. You know, he trips multiple times going up the stairs to Air Force One. He trips or falls off, just stops and just falls off the bicycle. And one of the things they tell you, if you can't get off the floor, you know, if you fall, you know, if you lay or you get on the floor and you can't get back up again, you don't have a whole lot longer to live. They tell you that. And, and that's why you need to always maintain lean muscle mass and maintain flexibility and maintain coordination. But when someone's suffering from obvious senile dementia and brain damage like Biden has, remember, they did brain surgery on him back in the 80s, and they said it was a 50-50 chance he'd ever be right again. And got, quite frankly, guys, he ain't right. He likes to sniff little kids. He's a weirdo. So, guys, continue to pray for the country and continue to keep your hearts and your minds and your faith in Jesus. Because, guys, there is no political solution for the spiritual rot in the United States. The only thing that we can do to fix this, we've got to bring everybody back to Christ. And, and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, but we can't continue to compromise and, and follow the things of the world and promote pro-gay agendas, et cetera. So we can't do any of that stuff. Anyhow, that's, that's enough of my pontificating. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Well, that's well said. And, I mean, this is what the, the 
cartel, the banking globalists have done for many, many years now is they intentionally give you two horrible choices to pick from. They've, they've done this over and over and over again. And, you know, I had somebody ask me the other day. They were bringing up the topic of, you know, if Trump actually gets the nomination and he goes against Biden, you know, are you really going to go and vote for Biden? I said, well, absolutely not. I said, the guy's a bumbling buffoon. They said, well, would you vote for Trump again? I said, the problem that I have with that decision is I said, Trump didn't do anything positive in most opinions. Now, he did some stuff as far as with fuel, and he did some stuff as far as with being energy independent and so forth. But my question about all of that was, now that I've watched a lot of other things, was all that just done specifically to prop it up to make it look good until they could get into the COVID pandemic because they knew what was going to happen after that? Answers, I don't know. The thing that I've learned now is what Shakespeare said. Essentially, all men and women are on a stage in theater. This whole thing is theater we watch. 99% of everything you see on television or you hear about in the news as far as mainstream aspects, it's all controlled theater. It's all specific narratives with specific names, with specific events to go a specific direction. Always. And once you start understanding that, it starts making you realize, okay, there's a whole lot of stuff that I'm not being told the truth on. For example, the whole thing that happened with Ukraine and Russia. As we're starting to see now, the entire thing that happened with Ukraine and Russia was very well-timed, very coincidentally well-timed, specifically to start shorting the market with the fuel and cause the fuel price to go up. Now you're having this demand for EV. Well, the stupid part about this is that nobody, again, all these EV fairyland individuals that want to believe the lie, the EV vehicles are not conducive to long-term drivability or long-range driving, period. They're not conducive to maintenance and basically being able to upkeep them on a daily basis long-term, period. If you have a Tesla that basically starts having electronic problems, can you take it down to your dealership right down the street and basically say, hey, can you run a you know a um, OB2 scan port on this and give me a flash code what's going on? No. Nobody can work on Tesla except Tesla reps. It's not like you could just take it down to your local Toyota or Honda or Ford or Chevy dealer and say, hey, I got a flash code on here. It's not running. What do I do? You can't do that with them. They have to be specifically maintained by specific reps. Secondly, you can't just go in and diagnose it and say, hey, guess what? We've got a problem here. We've got a you know capacitor. we got an alternator out. Put a new battery in and we're good to go. Again, electronic cars, they don't do that. Thirdly, nobody wants to discuss the fact is there is no long-term resale value of these vehicles because of how expensive the batteries are, period. Next thing is there's no significant ability to keep up with lithium and cobalt as far as uh, supplies in order to keep the vehicles to a range that we need them to as far as manufacturing amount and units. It's not there. Next, there's not enough charging stations anywhere in the entire country to handle an influx of having 40, 50, 60 percent of the vehicles EV. I was talking to dad yesterday about it, and I said, you know, currently right now, I can go take my Duramax truck. I can hook my fifth wheel up to it. I can go put a 40-foot car hauler on it, and I can go haul four, five, six, seven vehicles cross country. You know, charge two, three thousand dollars per vehicle, transport them. You know, I can get about 300 miles a tank. You know, I'm towing 25, 30,000 pounds. Anywhere in the country. Well, 
First off, they haven't even been able to come close to manufacturing a truck that can actually have anywhere near that type of towing capacity, period. Secondly, nothing has that range in EV truck mode with actually a load on it. I was reading an article the other day, and it was talking about how they got the F-150 Lightning. And that aftermarket group wanted to do like a leveling kit on it with some 33-inch mud tires. You know, and it looked pretty good. They were showing photos. It was a really nice setup. Some 33s on it, some nice wheels, leveling kit. But it lost like 50 miles of range just by doing different tires on it. Went from like 250 miles or 240 miles of range, is all it got stock, to 190 miles of range. And I started laughing. I said, why don't you, why don't you throw just a five or 6,000-pound trailer on the back of that? You know, throw, throw a trailer on the back with another car you're hauling across country. You're going to be in double digits. You'll be lucky to be getting 60, 70 miles range on it. Well, then what do you do when you go to charge? you got a 40-foot car hauler on the back. Where are you supposed to hook up to your charging stations that are suddenly supposed to be all over the country that don't exist? What, are you going to take up six or seven charging stations, try to plug in your truck with a 40-foot car hauler on the back? No, it's physically impossible. Nobody's asking these questions, and none of the infrastructure is being put into place. All at the same time, they're trying to remove the ability to operate on fuel while pushing and mandating people have to buy EV. Now in California, they're saying by what, 2030, they want everybody to buy EV only. Guys, that's only seven, eight years away. There's no infrastructure to handle that, not to mention the power grid will completely collapse. And on top of that as well, it's not like we based our entire economy and industrial revolution off petroleum products for, you know, the last 120 years. Oh, yeah, by the way, that's just kind of been a staple of the United States. But suddenly, in, you know, 10 years, we're going to suddenly dump that entire market and switch over to EV. It's all one giant scam. That's why I've encouraged people to try to do the best you can to wake people up about what's going on with this. This is why they're trying to force people into it. Notice, nobody was buying EV vehicles because nobody wanted EV vehicles. They're they're really, for, for what they are, they're a really nice, niche, exotic, high-end golf cart. That's what they are. I've been in them before. They're Some of them are wicked fast. You know, like the poorest take them. They're really quick. Okay, cool. You know, well, fun. You can charge it every two or 300 miles. You can drive around town, go get groceries, charge it at the store. Okay, it's cool. It's like a little, you know, cool little cool little golf cart to ride around it. Try to take it across country. It's an abysmal failure. But again, this is what they want. They don't want people to be able to travel freely unmolested on their way across country. They want people to only be allowed to go where they see and deem fit. This is why now I told everybody the other day, I sent out a bunch of emails bunch of people I know. And I said, hey, if you guys need ammo, especially 556 green tip, you know, M855, I said, make sure you're looking at it right now. Because now there's reports that came out the end of last week that Lake City manufacturing site that's operated by Winchester but owned by the federal government, they contracted out to Winchester. They produce over 30% of 556 ammunition in the country. They are now stating that sources inside are stating that they're about to be forced to no longer be able to fill civilian contracts or or hand it over in surplus sales to the civilian economy, meaning if they do this, they will theoretically dry up a third of the entire 5.56 firearm cartridges in the entire country overnight. And now prices of 5.56 green to be going to the roof, the roof over the weekend, all over the place. This is what they do when they don't want people to have it. They just start drying up the supply, hence what they're doing with fuel right now. This is how they always do backdoor deals. This is why I've told people for the longest time, make sure you have 
supplies that you may need. The next thing they're going to do, and I'm telling you right now, they're already doing it with fuel, trying to push people out of the market. They've already been doing it with ammo. Now they're trying to do it with different types of guns and red flag gun laws. The next thing they're going to do, and they've been doing it behind the scenes, is they're going to price people out of being able to buy food. That will be one of the final phases of bringing the United States to its knees. All the incidents that have occurred, these manufacturing plants, they're not coincidental, guys. All these incidents you're seeing with animals having to be slaughtered and animals dying, and like I talked about in Kansas, randomly 10,000 head of cattle just die from heat when it wasn't even exponentially hotter than normal, but yet they suddenly all die. We saw up in Northwest with chicken. All of a sudden, some of them tested for bird flu. They supposedly slaughtered 5 million chicken. Again, this is what they're telling us. Just like they shut down Abbott Manufacturing for the formula for babies, shut it down for three months, even though the only bacteria they found in the entire plant was not the type of bacteria that allegedly killed the one child. Now Abbott Manufacturing, that finally spooled back up three weeks ago, has now been shut down again because they said they had a flood. Now the baby formula supply is stopping again. This is all being done as contrived act of war on the United States. This is an act of war. Nobody bothers to see it, though, and nor call it for that. They're trying to make sure the entire country is priced out of the market. This is why I tell people, when you see the writing on the wall, get prepared for it. If there's something you can do, something you can buy, something you can support, something you can get ready for, make sure you do it before it hits the fan. I remember I told a buddy of mine a while back ago, you know, when I was bringing up some of these topics before it had gotten so serious, like pre-COVID. And he goes, man, he's like, I got enough ARs. He's like, if something goes sideways, he's like, I'm just going to go to Walmart. And I'm just going to basically fill up my cart with a bunch of extra food. He's like, I'll be fine. And I started laughing. I said, you and 5,000 other people in town. And I said, do you think for one second in the state of Florida, when you start seeing stores looted for food, do you think you're going to be the only one in the store with a firearm? I said, do you think you're going to be the only one in there that's hungry trying to get food? I said, everybody's going to be fighting for food. And I said, that is going to be the last place you want to be. That is a definition of a kill box going into a convenience store in the middle of a riot and trying to steal food and not get shot. I said, much less not get knifed or hit with a box cutter. I said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my life. He's like, what do you think? I said, I think you go in and set money aside and buy a bucket a month. Or go buy beans and rice from the store. Or heck, go buy canned food. I said, but the thing is, once something occurs, you want to be able to take a step back, assess the situation, evaluate your situation, see where you are in your location, and say, okay, this is what we need to do now. Do we need to get out? Do we need to hunker down? Do we need to take a step back? Do we need What do we need to do? The last thing you want to do is go into a panic spree and try to go to the store to try to steal food or buy food because that's what's going on. So, again, I encourage people. You see what they're doing with the gas. You see what they're doing with the ammo. They're trying to do with the guns, which we're never going to give up the firearms in the United States. I'm very, very convinced of that now with the people that I know. Nobody's turning in their firearms. You may have some clowns, some fake patriots that turn in their guns, regardless of what laws come into place. The last time I checked, the Second Amendment was very, very clear. And a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of the free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. To keep and bear arms, meaning keep them and bear them on your person. You don't need permission from the state to be able to let you know you're able to own a firearm, nor does the state or the government 
have permission to come in and start dictating what guns you can and can't have or what feeding capacity you know, devices and magazines you're allowed to have, period. That's just a hard line in the sand for me, and I think a lot of people in this country now are starting to realize it. As I told somebody the other day, I said, so the government that basically told you you're not allowed to work because of a virus with a 99.97% survival rate, the government that arrested people for paddleboarding by themselves out in the ocean because they said they weren't allowed, the government that sat on top of parents and arrested them and zip-tied them while their kids were getting shot in Evaldi, Texas, that same government is now going to tell you you're not allowed to own a gun and you're not allowed to own body armor. I said, what possible reasoning would the government have to tell you you're not allowed to own a weapon or body armor? What possible reason would you think they would tell you that for? And he started laughing. He goes, there's only one reason. I said, exactly what I always say, because they're going to shoot you for what they're – you would shoot them for what they're about to do to you next, and they don't want to have you armed. And that's where they're going with this. That's why I've continued to encourage everybody to write your senators about these red flag gun laws. Red flag gun laws are not what you think they are. We have them down here in the state of Florida due to our completely and totally inept, moronic old governor, Rick Scott. They are not okay. We're blessed to be in a county down here in central Florida that basically respects constitutional law and the Second Amendment. There are other places down in Miami and a few other really blue counties. They have massively abused red flag gun laws over the last couple of years and going in and taking firearms from people simply for having a argument with a spouse or a friend. They are not what you think they are at all. There are already laws on the books for Baker acting people that are mentally defective that are going to be harmful to one another. You don't need to have laws to be able to go in and start stealing weapons from law-abiding citizens because some random person made a comment that they think they're dangerous. That's the whole aspect of the First Amendment. Everybody has a right to free speech. That doesn't mean everybody has to go in and say, well, you said something, so we're going to take your guns now. Very, very bad, slippery slope to start working with. So again, I encourage you, keep hammering the senators in email and let them know this is not something we support with these red flag gun laws, Dad. What do you think? Uh, brought to you by Donald Trump in Florida. I mean, yeah. enough said, right? I mean, he, he's the one who did it. He can't, you know, after the shooting down there in Parkland, i got to give yep. Governor DeSantis. The best thing I've ever seen Governor DeSantis do yet, besides freeing up the state and with, with the masks and all that crazy nonsense, was when he went out there, the first thing he did was fire Sheriff Israel. First thing he did, he took him out of office. Then Israel ran for re-election, and DeSantis backed the other candidate. You know, Israel lost. That's down there in Broward County, the most corrupt county in Florida. I mean, it's horrible down there. It's horrible. And you know, and, and so you got to sit back and think through all of this stuff, you know. And you know, again, it was Donald Trump who pushed red flag gun laws. He had his daughter calling up every single senator, every single congressman, asking them to promote a national red flag gun law ban. And here we have Biden doing it now signing it into law, trying to push red flag gun laws on all these different states, giving extra money to the states to do it. I mean, this is insanity. And like Austin said, we've already had we already had the ability to Baker Act people. I mean, crazy people shouldn't have guns anyhow. That's an absolute fact. I mean, if, if you're outside having a conversation with a telephone pole and you actually think the pole's talking back to you, there's a good probability you really don't need to carry a weapon. That's really because what are you going to see some other imaginary thing running around and start shooting at it? I mean, if you're if you're not right in the head, you ain't right in the head. You don't need to be running around, you know, carrying deadly force. We already have those laws in place. But because, like Austin says, somebody gets in an argument and somebody or some neighbor, that's the one that always makes me happy. You get in some argument with your neighbor and the neighbor knows you own a gun. And, and you don't even mention the gun. You just said, you know, you and the neighbor get in a fight over something stupid. When the neighbor calls in and says, you know, uh, he was talking about his gun, lies. He threatened me, lies. And they come and take your guns away. 
now you don't have your guns, and now you have to go to court and try to get your guns back to prove that you're not nuts and that you're not a threat. That's just weird. That sure does infringe upon the Second Amendment as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, and I realize there are a lot of states out there that are listening to the show today. You already have draconian gun legislation in place, like in New York City. You fly into New York City and you have a gun in your suitcase, so you're probably going to go to jail. You know, in fact, if they catch you, you're going to go to jail. So stay out of those areas. If you know it's that bad in those areas, just don't go there. Stay away from there and, and don't even visit those places. That's how I look at it. I really do. By the way, one thing we need to also realize, too, is this. Army troops are going to soon be getting the next generation weapons. And what they're going to do with these new generation weapons, they are changing the ammunition. They will no longer take the two two three round. Yep. They're not going to, you know, they're going to be, the new rifle uses a 6.8 millimeter round, replacing various 5.56 caliber rounds that they've been using since 1965. This is brilliant from a, taking the guns away from people because they have the guns, but they have no ammo, Austin. They really do. And, so, and, this, and this is what people need to understand. It's all part, they don't need this new gun. They don't need this, but they're going to do it because now they're going to be able to control the ammunition and they'll probably make these military issue guns only. And so you won't even get be able to buy the ammo for those guns because you can't even own those guns. You see if I'm not right about that. Anyhow, I love you guys. Also, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. You're exactly right. I had this conversation with a buddy of mine a week ago, and I told you guys about this on the show when I first found out about it. When Sid got basically the 450, uh, or excuse me, 450, 4.5 billion dollar contract for the new Army rifle, they're replacing the squad automatic weapon with the new Sig machine gun, and they also have the same carbine. They're all going to be in the same caliber, which it makes sense from a standpoint because they're talking about making it also to have long-range capability with the new cartridge that's going to be released. However, the problem with this is now you're going to be talking about a very, very specific round, the 6.8 ammo, that is a good round that I've read some stuff about. I've never shot one, but as far as the ballistics on it are very good, and they want to have it all across, so basically replacing like the M14 with the you know instead of the 308. And basically the Saw 249 and the M4, they're all going to be the same caliber, which makes sense. However, this is completely erroneous spending that we don't need to do right now for weapon platforms that are already very, very efficient. I mean, the M240 308 belt-fed machine guns are incredibly weapons that they still use. But yet all these weapons now are going to be obsolete. What's going to happen to all these weapon platforms? Well, I'm, I'm sure the Mexican drug cartel needs some new machine guns, so I don't I don't know, but I don't, I'm just saying. I'm sure they got to find a place to dump all these at. But this is a very valid problem. If Lake City goes in and stops selling 5.56 to civilians right now, and now they turn around the next year and they start producing 6.8, and it's only for military contracts, you're going to see the 5.56 market completely dry up. And I mean, we already saw dollar, dollar twenty, dollar fifty around during the height of you know the pandemic and rioting. That'll be baby numbers. You'll be seeing four, five, six dollars around for greens at 5.56. You mark my words on it. Because this is what's happened every single time in other countries when similar things like this have occurred. So continue to stay prepared, my friends. Continue to stay awake. Continue to basically get the news and get the truth out there and talk to people as much as you can. It's so important right now. You know, I, I know a lot of people don't like to ruffle feathers, but it's that point now where it's time to ruffle feathers. <laughs> Especially if it's topics that you know to be true and you know to be convicted about. Especially when we're talking about this new injection for ages six month to four year olds with Pfizer now. This, this is still so far insanity to me. I got more details. I'm gonna talk about it tomorrow. I'm ran out of time today, and I'm starting to find out. Also, two other news that's coming out about monkeypox. Now we're finding out that in 1988 there was a research study that was done that was showing that monkeypox 
and chicken pox shingles was actually very closely related. And a lot of times they're very much similar of being confused with one another, even in the medical field. And now we're starting to find out, if you look at the VAERS reporting system, that over 18,000 reported cases of shingles infections has occurred as an adverse uh, adverse event caused by the COVID-19 injection. Over 18,000 reports. What's interesting? So are we seeing some of these monkeypox reports that aren't involved with the whole orgy scene? Are they just side effects from this COVID-19 injection? Very highly probable, considering now we're seeing 18,000 shingles adverse event reports in VAERS that are directly related to the COVID-19 injection. But yet, it's totally safe and effective. We need to inject it into six-month-olds. My friends, continue to wake others up. It's that time now. There's no more playing. There's no more holding a line. It's absolutely getting the truth out there and continuing to help people realize what's actually happening to the world, to the country, to our freedoms, to our rights, and make sure they stand up for their convictions and stand strong and stand proud while they're doing so. Thank you again for the support. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com. Lots of sales right now. Uh, the Muscle Blast on sales product of the week. Be sure to check it out on sale for over 10% off, along with the Resveratrol, 20% off, and the Food Buckets in stock, along with the two-pack specials on the organics. That's only going to be going on for a couple more days, though, So I'm trying to make sure I can solidify some more inventory in the next couple weeks. So you guys have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.